Hey guys, you're tuning in with Jen's Crazy Corner, and today's segment is based off of the daycare facility abuse follow-up from last time. We have a guest speaker, Amanda Parrish, the mother of the victimized child from Orange County, who is seeking um, to advise parents the steps needed to be precautious and keep their child safe when choosing a daycare. So please listen now. Hi, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Same, same. All right, guys. Hi, you. Hi, listeners. You're tuning into Jen's Crazy Corner tonight, and tonight we are following up on the abuse in daycare facilities. So today, um, I have a guest speaker with me, the mother of a child that was abused in the Orange County Port Jervis area um, daycare facility, and. Um, one of the things that I've mentioned in the last episode was that we have to do better screening and we have to really, really, um, pay attention to our children and the signs that they give us, um, when we pick them up and we drop them off. Um, but I don't want to take too much time with my, um, rambling. I want to give the floor to this wonderful mother who, Found found this out and reported it, and is building up the courage to share this with other parents, and to um, make all the parents aware of things to look for. So, Amanda, um, please feel free to take the floor. Let the listeners know who you are and what's your story. Hey, yes. hey. thank you for having me, and I'm so glad that you're you know allowing me to share my story and continue to expose this ability. Um, Because I really just, you know, I want justice for my son and I just want to make, you know, everyone aware of what to look for, you know, when you have your children in daycare. Um, So, you know, back in June, my son came home with bruises on his arm, on his arms, both arms. Um, They were handprint bruises, bruises, like adult sized bruises. Um, So we, you know, we reached out to the daycare and asked her to please check the cameras um, you know, because they have cameras in every room there. So the next day, um, she couldn't find anything. I took him after, because uh, I wasn't comfortable with it, and I wanted it documented. Um, and then the doctor gave me a CPS hotline number, and I called and made the report. Um, and then that night, the doctor, um, I'm sorry, the doctor, the uh, daycare owner, um, you know, let me know that she found the footage of one of her staff members um, grabbing my son, um, you know, so she asked me if I wanted her fired and I'm like, you know what? I, I really want to see the footage. Let me come in Monday. Um, so then I, you know, I went in Monday and I saw the entire, his entire morning and it wasn't, you know, it was normal two-year-old behavior. I would, I would say, I know I was getting reports that his behavior was just out of control. He was biting, he was pushing, um, you know, I was getting instant reports almost weekly. Um, and he had early intervention services in the building um, since this time last year. But then in March, they got pulled out from COVID. Um, so we've been doing telehealth um, visits or telehealth sessions. So um, his behavior apparently got worse over time because he didn't have his services in there. He's nonverbal. He has a um, speech delay. So, okay. you know, he, he he's frustrated. He needs to get his needs across. Um, that must have been his- hard to watch, huh? What, yeah. um, the footage yeah, that must have been hard on you. I mean, how did how did you feel when you saw that? Like, 
What was your first reaction as a parent watching that? I was absolutely furious. <laughs> as you can imagine, I, I fear, fury. <laughs> like I just, I wanted, I was off of blood. Um, and you know, I, and I turned around and I said, you know, I, you know, I want her fired. This is not okay. She should not be touching my child like this. If it was anywhere else, you would be fired. You would lose your job. You would never work with children or that population ever again. You know, and what did they say? She refused. Um, she said, well, I'm not going to fire her. You know, she was stressed out. He needs his services back in here. Um, and I'm like, well, that's, but her stress, her being stressed out isn't my son's problem. And that's exactly. an excuse to pull, to touch my child like that. Exactly. Um, so she was like, you know, well, we'll let, I'll talk to CPS tomorrow. I'm like, well, great. But I'll talk to them tonight. And they can do their investigation, and it will go down that route then. Um, so, so after after you found out and you let them know of the situation, they denied you uh, instant fire. Um, CPS is now involved, and now how did it get to the point where the media got involved as far as notifying them? Um, so I waited for CPS to do their investigation. I didn't want to. Um, obviously mess with the investigation at all. Um, and, you know, I waited for her to get indicated. And then I, and I ho- always had plans to like do some kind of statement because I wanted to make people aware. Um, yeah. I didn't know how far that was going to go until after she was indicated. And I had, you know, received word from different people um, telling me that she wasn't fired yet. She was still working there. Oh, no. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, now I'm definitely <laughs> making a statement because this is not okay. Um, exactly. You know, she's indicated she should have been fired, frankly, a long time ago. Okay, so when when did the media get involved as far as once once she got indicted, they, uh, they found it out themselves? Or did you uh, alert someone and let them know? Um, so when I did my post on Facebook, um, I guess someone who saw it shared it with um the news 12 person and Mm -hmm. then she messed you know she sent me a message and then i you know allowed her to do the story because i was kind of back and forth with it and right like you know what no this this needs awareness and it's already going all over social media so i might as well and how did that change your life like did the did they come to your house did they do a home visit and, and interview you um, did they, you know, how did that work? Was it through paperwork? Because, of course, with the COVID-19, it's a whole hot mess right now. Yeah. Um, so they, no, we did a, um, a Zoom um, okay. meeting. Yeah. Okay. Face-to-face or anything. We did a Zoom meeting. Um, you know, I just let them know what happened and share the story. And it, you know, it needs to be heard and people need to be aware of where their children is and the sad part is is that that daycare is the main daycare around this area um yeah and it's actually working amanda it's working and i and i thank you so much because i actually want to um put in for the listeners who are listening in i found amanda through uh facebook um she had posted to the families to the parents in the in the neighborhood and um, i actually have a one-year-old and a 10-year-old and I was thinking of putting my child in that same facility and something just told me not to. And, um, you know, you know, we're putting our money and our trust into facilities and, and hoping for the best. And, 
you know, like you told me, not all facilities are bad. And um, it just sucks that this one had to happen to your child. Now, for the parents who are listening in, Amanda, what do you what do you advise them as far as signs? And what do you advise them as far as going about things when it comes to their children and being in a daycare facility? Yes. So I would advise parents to just be very mindful of your children's behavior. Like, you know, um, my son was crying at drop-off, crying at the pickup some days, and we really couldn't figure out why he's been there since he was eight weeks old. Um, Oh, wow. So he's familiar with the facility. He's familiar with the teachers. And we just weren't sure why he was, you know, crying, crying this the entire time. And, and was, was he doing it all since the beginning or it's just something recently that occurred? No, I mean, this has been, this was pretty recent, actually. Okay. And I know he just changed rooms um, right before this happened to go with that teacher. I mean, mm-hmm. the teacher's been, work, like, worked with him before, uh, but he wasn't in her room primarily. Like, he just changed over rooms. Um, and then his like I said, his service providers got pulled out. Um, so, and, you know, he was just having a tough time and his behavior was, you know, as far as what they were reporting were, was, was, you know, terrible. And I, and I know it's stressful working with a child that, you know, is biting or pushing or whatever, but they're also two, barely two. He was barely two at the time. Um, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of time providers forget that these children are basically babies. And do you think that it was maybe like a training issue as far as, because you had mentioned that their child was nonverbal and, and, uh, and uh, excuse me if I'm wrong, but I have a child with, he's my, he's my 10 year old. He has ADHD and I consider him no matter what anybody says in the special needs spectrum, even if he's not disabled. So would you consider that maybe the facility wasn't equipped for children who needed special care? Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, you know, it, the sad part, again, is that they don't, they don't train, she doesn't train her staff properly. I worked there, like, years ago, and I okay. remember having one training from there. She just assumes okay. that they know how to work with children, and, you know, when she's taking in children that have these special needs, and I remember having children in my class that had special needs, and we were nowhere near trained. I mean, I had, a, I think, a bachelor's degree, or almost a bachelor's degree at that time. So I, and mm-hmm. I had experience in the field, so I had some kind of understanding of it. But right. there, there are people, there are kids, 15-year-old kids that don't have training to be working with these children. And so, par- yeah. So parents need to be on the lookout for if their child, you know, I, I would, I would, you know, I would say, cause I, I didn't want to leave my child with anyone because I know my son is hyper, the older one, the younger one, he hasn't um, shown any signs of that, but I know it's uh, in the genetics as well. But, um, you know, so basically parents should look out for facilities and their backgrounds as far as, um, um, specializations with these things you know I think that it's something that maybe parents should be more um, involved in as well yeah. what do you think yeah absolutely like if, you're, if your child has a special need or you think that they may have it just look for a facility that you know has at least a little more experience dealing with that or patients and ask questions when you sign kids up you know like 
if you know that there, there's a speech delay there, you know, ask questions about it. And you know, I, I don't know your situation, but like what, what, you know, cause I know it's hard in this area to find daycare and, you know, as a working parent, that's a need because not only do you need vehicles, you need someone to watch your children while you work. Um, was it something like a split decision that made you choose that facility over others at the time? Um, no, um, my oldest actually, cause I worked there and then my oldest was there since he was like eight or nine months old, I think. Um, mm -hmm. so like my, my children have been there and, oh, wow. So you I developed worked, the trust with this agency. Yeah. I had relationships with, you know, the owner, I worked under her. I worked with some of the people who are still there. Um, you yeah. know, I knew like the ins and outs of this age, the, the facility. So yeah, I had trust. I trusted them with my children. And, you know, and just going back to the, you know, the training and stuff or my early intervention providers, they, they were in there with him since about this time last year when I set them up, showing these teachers how to work with him, showing them techniques, showing them, you know, strategies, you know, there's really, I mean, I know they're not trained. There's also no reason why this happened. They should exactly have, you know, use the skills that these, that's what the therapists are in there for. That's why they were there with him. Primary right. And was it like a frustration? Was do you think that it was just her and her? Uh, it, it, it looks like she she was having a rough day that day, huh? And she she must have um, just taken it out on on your child. Seemed like that might have been what the case was at the time. Yeah, I mean, just from you know watching the cameras. I mean, she has the audio, but um, just from watching like the body language and stuff like that, it looked like she was just frustrated. She probably was stressed out. And, you know, she grabbed the child, maybe out of frustration, but that still, you know, is no excuse to grab a child. If you're frustrated, ask for help. Take the day right. off. You know, there's options. And yeah. put him on the, in the next class. That's what ended up happening. You know, after she grabbed him and right. put him in timeout, the teacher from across the room came over and took him away from her. Um, nice. That so, was great. you know, it's just, it's just crazy. But yeah, just, you know, for the parents, like, just make sure that your the facility you put your child in is safe and they have patience and don't get complacent. You know, I think that was part of my issue. You know, I trusted them, you know, whenever my kids have been there forever. But don't get complacent. Like, if you're seeing, noticing behaviors or, you know, noticing things that maybe are a little out of place, even a little bit, ask questions. Ask to see the cameras if they're cameras. Um, you know, figure out what's going on. And, and um, after this experience, do you, did you get familiar with how to go about doing further investigations on um, the the sorry the credibility of a facility and how to go about finding out if they they are of good good um, value to put a, your child in? Like, did you get into that aspect of looking into new daycare facilities? And if you have, how would you suggest the parents go about? searching for a good facility and getting that information yeah so there's actually um a website for orange county it's um if you type in like ocfs child care um or something along those lines i think even the ocfs website orange county family services um they mm -hmm. have an actual like if you can go and search daycares in the area and then you can click on it and it'll show you violations that they've had um so okay. that's one good way to kind of see what's going on if they've had like multiple violations any child abuse allegations um that would be on there in some form like if they got violated for it um 
but also just searching, you know, going to these mom groups, asking questions, um, asking friends, you know, anyone in the area. Like, that's how I found my son's daycare now. Um, someone I work with had given me um, a suggestion because she's had her daughter there for years. Um, okay, so you removed him from the facility. He's now in a new facility. And how do, how is he doing now? He's doing amazing. Like, he loves his new daycare. Um, it's not even, it's, it's that home daycare, which is nice. And it's small. And, um, you know, she just loves, loves the kids there. She's educated. She knows what she's doing. Um, she's patient. And she just adores, all, you know, my son. And it's just amazing having him in a place that is caring, you know, like he loves going every day. He never, he runs away from me. He doesn't even like say bye, <laughs> you know. So. And and do you still, you do you still have that doubt now? Um, even the slightest within your, you know, now, isn't it a little bit like nerve wracking for you to leave him in a daycare facility and be like, Ooh, am I, you know, should I trust too much or should I not trust you? Like, are you extra cautious now with, yeah. um, your dealings with daycares? Yes. Like I had a very difficult time finding him another daycare because I was so, and it's, it's also just the fact that I was so iffy about at home daycares to begin with, just cause you know, it's, it's not a facility that I'm used to. Um, yeah. So that was on top of it. So I was like terrified to leave him at the daycare the first day because, it, but she's so good. Like she sends me, like I got a picture. I was, I don't even think I was home yet. And I got a picture, a video of him. Um, she texts me throughout the day. Um, so I love that because I know that he's safe, but you know, you're still hyper vigilant to like some of this stuff because it's like, you know, you don't know and it's scary and yeah. it just to be caught off guard like that. Like what else did you do to my child that I don't know of? Is he going to yeah. have, is there going to be effects of this? Is he, is he now going to have trauma because of what you did? Is he not, is he not talking because of what you did? Because he wasn't talking the entire time there and now. His vocabulary, like, it's still not where it should be, but it's a lot better in the last 90 days. So that is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. I am, I'm totally happy that he, that he's able to, to get that attention that he, the, that he needs. And I'm glad that you got a little bit of peace of mind considering your, your, you know, what you went through with your son and, and I apologize, you know, and I feel so horrible and I say, thank you so much for coming, coming you know, coming to this segment and giving us your information and, and your advice and your story because parents need to hear this. This is something that, you know, it is our children, the next generation, and it sucks to say it, but a lot of facilities nowadays is not just here. Uh, there's, there's another story that I heard not long ago of a child being bitten by another child in a daycare facility. And I don't understand how more than three bites could be given to a child and no one in that facility knew what happened to that child. They didn't even tell the parent. The parent found the bites when the child came home. So I could just only imagine um, th those kind of stories that parents are seeing now and is making them more hesitant to even put their children in their care. And that's, that's the, the basic truth of it all is the fear. Parents are fearful but as you just said, there's hope. If people just look and do their investigations prior to sending their child in, it would save them a lot of heartaches to see if a facility has violations on them. Yeah. yeah Thank absolutely. you so much, Amanda, for everything. Is there anything else you would like to tell these parents while you have the platform? 
Um, Anything else? Yeah, I mean, like I said, just advocate for your child, right? They don't have a voice, and you're their voice to, you know, figure out what's going on and listen to them. If they do have a voice, listen to what they're saying, and don't let these daycare facilities tell you that, you know, it's not a big deal. Oh, that didn't happen, you know, or that's, you know, that's not abuse or you know whatever it is if you feel like it is report them because you know at the end of the day you're probably saving a lot more children that parents might be afraid to speak up for so definitely for your children yes ma'am thank you so much amanda for being on the show and feel free to if you you know with any new updates or any new advice that you would like i would add this add that to this segment as an additional follow-up of additional information if you want to give it out there to those parents as you receive it and um i hope that your child continues to grow and continues to be successful you an amazing mom keep doing a great job thank you so much for being on the show guys this is jen with jen's crazy corner and you heard it today from amanda parish a mother who suffered the abuse with her child from a daycare facility and he is doing excellent now and she is seeking justice and she wants parents to know all over the world to keep an eye on your children and fight for them if you feel something wrong report it and get it investigated as soon as possible thank you so much for joining us everyone and you guys have a great night and always stay crazy until next time guys bye-bye If you or one of your family members or friends have experienced child abuse in daycare facilities and would like to be a guest on our podcast and would like to share your story to share with parents what you went through and how to overcome and things that they need to do in order to stay alert for these dangers, please let me know. Hit me up on Jen's Crazy Corner at yahoo.com or send me a message, Jen Cruz. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please keep your children safe. And always remember that they they don't speak. And like Amanda said on the podcast, we are their advocates. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening.